Tesla is recalling over 2 million vehicles in the U.S. to install new safeguards in its autopilot advanced driver assistance system after uh, the U.S. federal safety regulator cited safety concerns. Uh, many have said that uh, this should have been done a lot earlier and it's still not enough when it comes to safety, particularly with its uh, auto steer, uh, autopilot um, uh, the system that they do have. But it doesn't limit the fact that drivers can engage with the technology and that's part of the problem. Joining me now to talk a little bit about the issue is Jeremy Cato. He's an automotive journalist at CatoCarGuy.com. Jeremy, thank you for joining us. Good to be here, Jazz. Uh, it's an interesting issue. I know people love their Teslas. They're very popular still, and we continue to buy them. Uh, can you talk to me a little bit about uh, how big of a recall this is in regards to just the impact on the company and what broader message it sends out? Uh, it's a two million vehicle uh, recall, uh, but the impact on the company is essentially neg- zero. Um, most of what's being uh, done and what's being required can be handled through over over the air software updates, mm-hmm. and it's really just to simple uh, to add extra warnings so the drivers pay more attention. Uh, but you know, you know, just the, the the piece of this that's very difficult. How do you recall the CEO of your company? You know. Um, because Elon Musk has been for years touting autopilot as he calls it self-driving, the self-driving Teslas, and they're not. And I don't know how you put a cork in that guy's mouth, but that's really the problem. <laughs> that's right. Recall of a CEO. Well, one of the things that the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration uh, when they launched their investigation into autopilot, they found a string of Teslas plowed into parked emergency vehicles. Uh, there have been um, they've reviewed more than 900 crashes involving autopilot, uh, and some have said that it, it it just shouldn't exist right now, right now with this with this recall. It's a warning that will be now you know put into the system. It's still not getting rid of this autopilot itself. No, and, and, and it won't uh, unless Elon Musk goes down kicking and screaming. I, I think an interesting uh, parallel or, or interesting question I would suggest is, why does Tesla get treated differently than, say, Cruise, which is the autonomous or the self-driving division of General Motors, which a cruise vehicle in San Francisco uh, was recently involved in, in a very, very serious accident. And basically, Cruz has been shut down for all its testing, and Cruz just laid off, I think, a quarter of its employees. Tesla has been involved in numerous cases in, involving issues in and around its autopilot system, and yet Tesla is still allowed, and its CEO, uh, you know, Prince Elon, uh, you know, is, are, they, they are just out there still touting autopilot as self-driving. And so I, I believe there's a double standard at play here. Uh, and until consumers start walking with their feet away from Tesla, uh, I don't. I don't believe government regulators are going to do anything about it in any serious way. So, with this, with this recall, or they call it a recall, but you're, as you're right, it's a software update. Uh, this recall, th- this update, basically forces people to watch autopilot more closely. Uh, what safety critics have been saying, they should have banned the defective software outright. Am I correct? Uh, yes, and. That's not going to happen. I mean, not yet, at least. And uh, there, there is something going on here um, with with the basically U.S. government regulators pretty much going easy on Elon Musk and his companies as a general, at least in part, um, if you put 
two and two together because the U.S. government is so dependent on Elon Musk and his various companies. If the U.S. government wants to launch a satellite in, into the uh, into the atmosphere, then it's got to have it done by, you know, uh, Tesla's rocket company. Um, if Ukraine needs to operate a war, it has to use Starlink. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, so the 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 you know, Elon Musk has uh, misled investors about a, a number of things, but the Security Exchange Commission has it's gone very soft on him. And because Elon Musk doesn't have a board of directors in any of his companies with any effective oversight, there's no fiduciary responsibility going on in these companies. So I know this sounds like all like business speak, but the auto business is is a business and. Until Tesla is being treated on a level playing playing field with other auto companies, um, you're going to continue to see this because Elon Musk believes he can get away with pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about another. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I don't disagree with you. That's one of the, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about this issue. I know people love their Teslas, but at the end of the day, there's been plenty of accidents on the, with this autopilot. Yes. Uh, I mean, I still remember that um, young woman. Uh, I think it was on Lionsgate Bridge applying makeup. Uh, I think the yeah. vehicle was on autopilot. Was it last year or early this year? I can't recall. But, you know, you get very nervous when you see those types of things. Now, one of the other things that's going to be released by Tesla is their cyber truck, this boxy, right. futuristic-looking truck. But many safety experts even there are saying, wait a minute here, you've got a stainless steel truck with a, with a lot of hard edges, uh, that alone is going to lead to potentially doing more damage when you're in an accident. Uh, it magnify, magnifies the risk for head-on collisions, all those types of things. So, you know, accidents do occur, pedestrians do get struck. That's part of life with all vehicles. And it's unfortunate. But with the Cybertruck, you're seeing, wait a minute here, with a stainless steel truck, that's going to do even more damage. Am I wrong here? Uh, no, not at all. First of all, the thing is a beast. I mean, it's a monstrous monstrous beast with you know it uses thick stainless steel uh and the the front end looks like a battering ram which if you watch the the introduction and launch of this vehicle um, because it was online you can go and see it on youtube or vimeo um you know elon musk one of his big uh selling points was that it'll be the cruelest vehicle on the road today if you get into a an accident with any other vehicle your cyber truck will win um, and he's probably absolutely correct. This thing is a monster. Now, add to that that any truck is, is at a higher, has a higher bumper height and, yes. and sits higher on the vehicle. So anything over about 40 inches high is extremely dangerous to any other average vehicle out there. Then add into you know the issue around visibility. This this thing looks like it has horrible visibility, um, and what what about pedestrians and cyclists and you know so. You've got all these things going. Remember that in any collision, unless it's a single vehicle collision into a wall of some sort, there's, there's two vehicles or two, two entities involved. Um, so this Cybertruck is basically a rolling monster that will crush anything in its way, and that is the intent of Tesla. Yeah, and, and I think you raise a very good point that, look, with these vehicles that are raised a little higher, and it's not just the, the Cybertruck, I mean, SUVs as well. Sure. I mean, and you do see more accidents, pedestrians struck, but, but, and there's damage and injury simply because the vehicles are higher up. But in this case, you have a stainless steel 6,000 pound, <laughs> you know, machine. And, and on top of that, uh, the Cyber Beast, as they're called, it goes zero to 60 in 2.6 seconds. 
So it's, yeah. it, it can go really fast, right? Yes. Um, so is this a case in your mind where technology has moved way too quickly for, for uh, legislators and policymakers where uh, when you look at it, and based on our conversation here, looks like technology and Tesla certainly are moving a lot faster than our legislators are? Uh, well, uh, if you're in the United States and if you've watched any of the shenanigans in the House of Representatives, I mean, they, they don't do any legislating there. I mean, zero. And Canada doesn't really legislate safety in vehicles. Wh- whatever the Canadian government and its various departments do is dictated out of the United States. We, we don't do any significant crash testing or any of that or vehicle ratings. We, we all we just take whatever uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration tells our government to do. Um, but the, the real, you know, just to go back to your more salient point, which, which is about the vehicle itself, I mean, I mean, in vehicles today, they, they build into them things called crash crumple zones. Mm-hmm. So that means the body panels fold sort of accordion-like to absorb the energy during a crash. And, and this Cybertruck doesn't appear to have any crumple zones. It's just a giant beast. And so when it hits other vehicles... It won't deform. The other vehicles will have to deform to accommodate the Cyberdruck. And so the shock absorber mechanisms that you would normally have in two vehicles that both have somewhat equal crumple zones only are existing in one vehicle, and that is the vehicle that the Cybertruck hits. So to go to, I guess what I would say that at the very least, I guess federal regulators in the United States could have mandated that it have to have, have uh, the Cybertruck has to have some level of crumple zone so that it is also absorbing some of the energy and an impact. It's, you know, I'm a fan of Teslas in the sense that I love EVs, but I don't have one. But when I start seeing some of the information, whether it's from the 2 million vehicles that need a software update, but at, the, at its core, uh, the autopilot system is not remotely as safe as, as uh, Elon Musk likes to sell. And then you take this cyber truck that goes uh, 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds, but it's 6,000 p- pounds of steel. And as you say, it's the crumples, there's no crumple zone. Uh, you get very concerned in regards to safety for pedestrians and for all motorists uh, out there. Uh, I hope this, th- there's a solution there. I really do, uh, because uh, you don't want to see these things on the road like this. And in regards to public safety, and those in, in Teslas as well, it's not something you want to see. If you were to buy an electric vehicle, what, what would you buy? I'm just curious, someone like yourself. Uh, I would buy a hybrid. Uh, I'd buy any of the many hybrids out there, you know, a Tucson hybrid, a Toyota Prius, Mm -hmm. Uh, mostly because even though I'm not sure you might have followed it, but tomorrow, I believe it's tomorrow or Wednesday, the federal uh, energy environment minister, Stephen Gilbo, is supposed to release the final EV mandate numbers that will go into effect with no more negotiation Mm -hmm. uh, for the country. I think that will be um, a pyrrhic victory for the liberals. I, I don't see um, the, the average buyer out there uh, or the typical – I don't see the numbers of buyers uh, out there who will be able to afford or will be willing to accommodate uh, this this rule about electric vehicles. I mean, we're talking about three in five vehicles sold in Canada by 2030. It, it looks like that's what the regulation is going to be – has to be some kind of zero emission electric vehicle. Uh, I, I, I don't know. 
you do you have seventy three thousand dollars to buy an EV, Jess? Because that's the average price right well, now. Well, even if you had, even, even if you had that, guess what? Your partner would want one too. Most people are two car, uh, <laughs> two car households. Make that one hundred and forty thousand plus. That's the problem. Even at fifty thousand, uh, you know, it's you're paying a hundred thousand in Vancouver when everything else is so expensive. So, you know, somewhere along the way, you you have to take people's uh, personal budgets into consideration. So, I great. It's aspirational. That's wonderful. Just don't think it's realistic. And I think. You raise a very good point there as well, as always. Jeremy, thank you so much. If I don't speak oh. to you, my friend, Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. That's so fast. All right. Take care of yourself. That did go very quickly. Lots Merry to talk Christmas about. To you. Merry Christmas now, to you as well. All the gang down there at CKNW.